0: See, I could spend a lifetime
1: small-time
0: politics.
1: Hey, okay, what's going on, guys? It's another episode of Positive Spoken Words, you The Deeper Meaning, is. and I am with my homeboy, Doug. Doug. <laughs> and we just got done watching Joker, which is an insane movie. It's absolutely crazy. I think the anxiety still... <laughs> Our definitely. hearts are still, like, legit pounding and... I wanted to get Doug to come on this podcast to kind of rap with us because I know he's got a good perspective on life in general, but has like a very strong sense of the jokers that have come before that are now the comic books. And he knows more than actually I do when it comes (laughs) to the whole scope of like the DC universe and all of that. And so I wanted to start this podcast off. One, I want to pay respects to who came before. Ah, for sure. Jack and he, they killed it. Both of the movies are actually some of my favorite films ever, ever made. And Jack, for me, and I think something we talked about was, is he was a good representation of the comic book Joker.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he was pretty spot on in terms of like, comic book like flair right um, and mixing still, comedy with still being menacing and, and kind just, of almost tragic in a sense but, right um i would say he was probably even a little
1: more like comedic than he was menacing in a lot of ways though. i agree i agree i agree yeah. i agree and then um heath we know like again it's so funny i love the way you describe it you're like best one of the best acting performances I've ever seen, we've ever seen.
0: I mean, almost transcendent in a lot of ways. You know, in right. moments, I think he has captured the viewer's attention uh, more so than any actor in the past decade. You know, right. I mean, we're still talking about his performance, right? Like, it there's a the reason crazy. why this is such a topic of discussion. Like, who should the next Joker yeah, be? Right. Who's going who's gonna to do this better or as good? Right. Um, you know, and I think the performances of um, Joker and Heath Ledger. Uh, And I say it like that because I don't necessarily, and this may be a controversial opinion, (laughs) but I don't believe he was the Joker, in a sense. You know, he was definitely a Joker. Mm -hmm, He -hmm. was definitely someone emulating, like, the vibe, Um, but his acting to performance kind of stood above the character. Right. Where, um, not necessarily to segue into it yet, but I think this character Joaquin in this movie embodied the full totality mm -hmm. of what and who the Joker is, right? Um, And like, whereas Jack Nicholson was a little more, uh, you know, menacing than comedic, uh, or comedic than menacing. This was like the even blend of both,
1: right? Um, And 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 the reason why even it's we are talking about these other films is, honestly, I love the idea of an actor referencing source material, and. The only way we really, in my opinion, get Joaquin's performance is because of trial and error throughout all films, and specifically what DC has done throughout the years, and specifically with Jack and, um, you know, Suicide Squad and all, you know, all these movies that came where You know, these guys are putting their own spin of it spin on it, referencing the comic books, obviously, because in each one you can obviously sense that they're using the comic books, but as nerds, as the ones that are like really into it, I think so many of the people that are entrenched in the DC universe, they're like, Where's the one character where it's gonna be like, damn, that is the Joker we've read so much about. You know, it's like trying to find like
0: Tony Stark, right? Like right. Robert Downey Jr. like no one else can play Iron Man. That's why they had to kill him off, yeah, you know? Like, exactly. that's what happens with stuff like that. Right. You find the actor who is that person. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, Hugh Jackman being Wolverine, you know, or Logan when they finally made it real. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think this is what they did with, you know, the Joker in a similar fashion. Mm-hmm. They they made it real, mm-hmm. you know. It was no longer just like this comic book character here in moments gone and, and you know it was a batman film like th- this is a, a joker film. Right. this is the joker, the joker. right <laughs> um you know and they really delved into the depth of the character mm-hmm. which um unfortunately as good as Heath ledger's performance right. was he didn't really get to delve into the depth of the character of the I mean, much. you know we you know rest in peace right, right. um we know that he delved deep in a method acting term. Right. I mean, we know that he gave himself over to the role, and mm-hmm. um, you know, speaking of discussing mental illness, right. and things like that. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson warned Heath Ledger that oh. the role would drive him crazy. <laughs> exactly. You know, and um, I think Joaquin is the type of actor who was able to kind of gracefully walk through this almost unaffected, which is
1: is a really interesting concept. You know, would Heath have had such a difficult time after if he had had a movie solely devoted to the characters the character's arc like Joaquin like right. is Joaquin going to be able to step away from the character and remove himself more efficiently than Heath did because Heath right. is you know sharing screen time with Batman and screen time with Two-Face with other really awesome actors and where he only was able to really be like, yo, I'm the Joker for these spurts. And then he's got to go home and just tackle everything that comes along with it. Well, That's I, it I guess before we get into,
0: like, the detail of the movie itself, yeah. we can get into, like, you know, the the, the feeling of the movie, right? right? Every time Heath Ledger showed up in The Dark Knight, you'd get this feeling of, like, terror. Someone's going to die. What's happening right. next? Um, because they'd give you that moment away and they'd build using mm-hmm. other characters and other things. In this movie, uh, the Joker, uh, you know, Joaquin's character never really lets up, or actually, the world really never lets up on him. He actually is just forced to continue responding Mm -hmm. to the external stimuli of the Mm -hmm. world. Um, And I don't really ever think we see a chance for him to just breathe or just slow down for a second, second. you know? Yeah. Speaking of the mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I can feel sometimes right. too. So
1: overwhelmed. So uh, they made that they, they tr- transferred
0: that feeling to the audience really well. Right. I, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, and so um yeah, we'll get into the Joker now, and there are spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie,
0: spoiler alert, just right? like,
1: stop the podcast right now because we're going to talk about the movie in depth. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, we'll, we'll, the movie will have probably been out maybe a week. 10 days so again there are spoilers you should have probably already seen it by now (laughs) Um, Was one this movie is rated R. It's incredibly intense and the Reason why I like the film being rated R and why ratings are important to me is R means that a director a writer an actor has full range to be who they want to be without strict guidelines from G, PG, PG PG-13, and R, it's just like, if you want to cuss, if you want to kill somebody, if you want to sexually assault somebody, if this isn't their character, you have free range to do so. Unless you're on Murray's show. Unless you're on Murray's show. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's a reference in the movie. So that's one of the reasons why I think as soon as we knew it was going to be rated R, so many people are like...
0: Oh, I so finish. many
1: adults were like, this is uh, awesome. I mean, like I said, not to make too many references
0: to Marvel or anything like that. Right. But it's like when Logan came out, it was like, oh, it's rated exactly. R. It's a, That's a good it's point. It's Let's go see <laughs> yeah. it. You know? How many people were pumped about that? Right. Same we knew. And,
1: and, and yeah. And even things um, like Deadpool. Uh, we, we just knew that they had more freedom to, to step into more creative freedoms, basically. And yeah. so um, Joker is a crazy movie. It touches on mental illness throughout the whole entire film, which is a huge topic going on in our our country right now. Um, I'll just give you my initial... Joaquin deserve He's going to deserve an Oscar. I'm not... I don't know everybody's films throughout the year. Lord knows I probably haven't seen them all. But his performance was incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that assessment. And um, I think, you know... If he doesn't win, I would have to watch every other performance right. or the one that won at the very least if I hadn't seen it already, because um he really did a great job of blending like so many different facets of of a person, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of genuine care for like a loved one, uh, you know, breaking it down to the point where he loses every aspect of sanity right. um that he was holding on to for some reason, you know. Um the Methodicalness at which he approaches the way that he even moves mm-hmm. as an actor in the movie—you mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. tell the attention to detail was really on his behalf. Um, you know, speaking of being great at R, you have the right to improv in certain aspects and certain roles, and I think a lot more of it came from him than the director in, in a lot of ways. I,
1: I would agree, and um, I think we'll, we'll we'll basically start. So the progression of this character is is what makes it so good. And when we talk about, I think, the ability to have two hours for a actor to dive into a character, one, you don't see that in films very often,
0: aside from, like, biopics. I mean, when's the last time we saw it? Like, The Revenant and that one Oscar, us Re- Re-
1: Exactly, where, a, where basically you're looking, where I'm imagining a director is looking at Joaquin saying, like, you're the sole focus mm-hmm. and you're going to have to carry this film. Any other superhero comic book movie that's ever come out is sharing significant screen time with another actor that is equal or surpasses the villain in a lot of different ways. Regardless if it's Marvel, DC or whatever, Joaquin is on the screen like 97% of the movie. I
0: mean, name one other actor in the movie. (laughs) I don't
1: even, aside from Robert De Niro, who actually in his, what we said, like 85 seconds of screen time killed it. I could not tell you another actor that was in I mean, the film. I mean the guy
0: from like Atlanta who plays the clerk. Right. right. Is, yeah,
1: I, mean, I remember Austin some people whatever, sn- like snickering yeah. at that. But I'm telling you, I mean Joaquin's on the screen 97% of the movie and he absolutely holds us completely entranced the whole time. Me personally.
0: I almost felt bad when I had to get up and use the bathroom, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, so. this guy leaves in the middle of the leaves in the middle of the film. I'm like how disrespectful! How are you gonna, it was. He was gone for like ten seconds. But um, let's just let's touch on mental illness because sure. this is what I will say probably the crux of the film. Sure, um, is focusing on uh, obviously aside from the Joker and him becoming the Joker. This he's not being I dropped mean, in a I bat mean, of I acid.
0: Mean, the, the movie is essentially right. Like. Other superheroes' backstories are like how they became strong and how they worked out and how they got better and better and they they fought their way to whatever and they went Mm -hmm. through battles. This was really just like it gave us an insider's look into the mind of someone who's just mentally declining, you know, and not necessarily of their own accord, you know. In the movie, they pull funding from the public like help mental health office that he goes to. He doesn't know where he can get his meds anymore. Um, You know, he wants to go and find help and essentially He's denied it every single turn every single turn. you know, and so it's maybe that he didn't want to stop taking the meds, right, but he had no choice and I Can't imagine what it's like to be like off your meds for like a couple weeks And then imagine try to go out in the world and explain to someone that you need meds, right? Mm, Right or like you want to be committed to a mental hospital like how do you how do you go about even saying that out loud so you, you watch him like to the point where even we see like his mother ridiculing him right like right so. and,
1: and which is actually interesting because let's just say we don't want a person to have mental health issues and we look at the support that a person needs and Joaquin has those label people in his life he has a mother he is seeing a psychiatrist And the severe lap in judgment from these people in his life, you can see how it contributes to his downfall. From his mother not paying attention to what he's saying, to his psychiatrist not paying attention to what he's saying. I mean,. Look at it this way, right? Like as a little kid, if you
0: put your hand on a stove and it burns your hand, right? You're never going to touch the stove again. So like to take that to an an adult facet, right? To to transfer that to not being a little kid, um, but something that's even deeper rooted in the psyche than physical pain. You go to someone and you ask for help and and you Mm. plead for help, Mm. right? And you tell them, I don't think you're listening to me. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. And then they don't hear you. The likelihood that you go and ask that person for help again is so slim. And what if that's the last person that you wanted to ask for help and even they're not there for you or the person that you're supposed to be able to depend on the most or the person that makes you feel the most safe, you know? And so we don't even get there right at the beginning of the movie. You know, we, the the first part of his mental decline is when like his buddy gives him the gun, like, and tells him you can pay me back later. And he starts playing with it in the house. You know what I mean? And then he takes it with him to the hospital on his next gig and it falls out of his pocket. It's like right then and there, it's like, okay, this, you can you can see the decline start happening, and then he, he lies about it, right? He tells his boss it's a it's a prop, mm. it's a part of my show. Well, you know the boss doesn't believe him. Like why the why right. would that be a part of your show? Like what is you why were you with the kids in a hospital? Right, you know, and it almost feels like an allusion to the previous movie mm-hmm. in a sense, you yeah, yeah, know, where he's yeah, in the yeah. hospital, and that's the first time we see him in like the full getup. exactly.
1: Which is again so interesting, and I just go back to where he's talking to the psychiatrist, and he is literally at that last time that he's talking with her. He is expressing like some real emotions. Oh, like jumping
0: towards like the middle of the movie, yeah. right?
1: Where he's jumping into real emotions about how he's feeling and some progressions that he's had. I mean, yeah, he he literally tells her like, you know,
0: I'm. I you ask me the same thing every time I come in here. I don't feel like I'm being helped. Um, what does he say? Uh, you know, you ask me how how I am at work. You know, right? I, I don't, he doesn't have a job at this point, mm-hmm. right? Like. You ask him if I'm having any negative thoughts, and his response is, um, well, I'm always having negative negative thoughts. thoughts. And then the first thing that she says, essentially, after he expresses that, like, I don't think you're listening to me, is that they're shutting down, like,
1: (laughs) the program program
0: itself. So, you know, and then she tells him the same thing that, like, we know as a society, uh, as people of, like, maybe not the elite class, right, which is another Mm. thing that this movie touches on, like, the class disparity and things like that. But, you know, she tells him they don't care about people like you they don't or care. people like me. So, it, it, you know, he couldn't even see that this shutting down was like going to affect her family and stuff exactly. too Exactly,
1: which again is another interesting concept when you think about the people that actually help mental illness or people who are homeless or difficult th- dealing with difficult circumstances in their life. Oftentimes it is the middle class. But as society continues to take everything, obviously the lower class has nothing is begging for help. The middle class is usually aware enough and in touch with empathy enough to help the lower class. But as we continually get our securities and comforts taken away, we have less empathy towards the lower class, which just, makes it more yeah, a wild, wild west of sure, a- sure,
0: you know, and I'll, I'm comfortable saying like, hey, right now I'm even lower class, but mm-hmm. it, it I'm lower class in the sense that like, I don't have, right, like, Consistent economic stability or anything like that necessarily Mm -hmm. in my life at the moment But I'm not like walking into a homeless shelter tomorrow You know, like I wouldn't necessarily call myself middle class where I'm like owning a home and have the Mm -hmm. whole like Set up just yet, but I'm definitely I have a support system, you know And I have a support system that has supported me for a long time, you know, but when you don't have that It's not hard to see something like this come a hop skip and a jump Mm -hmm. away, right? Like how many mass shootings have there been in the past? Exactly (laughs) Two years? Right. I was gonna say ten years, but even, even that, we we couldn't even count that. Yeah, exactly. I don't you even know. know the number. So you know, in the past two years, and not just children, but like full-grown adult males going in. You know, look yeah. at Vegas that just recently happened. They exactly. I think they just in settled or something years. like that right. for the victims' families. So you know, these these are people with very clear mental instabilities. Who gets paid? What's a conspiracy? I, I don't really care about any of that. Yeah. For someone to be able to even get paid to do something like that, there has to be a level of mental instability and disconnect that doesn't exist. And speaking of disconnect, I think that's a really good thing, you know, jumping back into the movie Mm -hmm. um, that they showed us um, with this Joker is the the dissociation, right? Like uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker seemed like a very self-aware genius, Mm -hmm. right? Almost. Mm -hmm. Heath Ledger's Joker didn't really seem like this mentally unstable person. He seemed like a very methodical, well-thought-out, almost psychopath. Right. You know, with the end game being like destroying everything mm. or like getting Batman to like break his rules so he could like meet him at his level. Mm. Um, whereas this Joker, I mean, it, it was sure there. there's a reason why he did what he did. He felt wronged, mm. right, in a sense. There was... It wasn't for justice either, and he even delves into that concept later on, where he's like, it's not even, I just, I felt nothing. You know, or I just did it because they were assholes. Exactly. Um, So I think that's really the, the level of dissociation that the Joker, the Joker, you know, the comic book representation, the classic Joker has, is that one of like... Yes, I'm here, but I could change my mind at any moment. Actually, right. maybe I don't want to follow this plan anymore. And right. you know, think about that like deep, dark, menacing smile. I don't know if anyone had it as well as Joaquin did in this movie.
1: Yeah, and it, and I mean that we can kind of go into his transformation into more so the Joker. And I, I was mentioning to you like the. Distinction between him dealing with his mental decline versus him accepting where he's at and who he is. There are two different (laughs) characters. Like, yeah, I cannot express to you guys like the difference. And I mean, there. I mean, what's so good is there's a crazy difference, but obviously you still can feel the pull between the two of him, like. Trying to even and when he's on Murray's show and he's literally is I would say damn near full crazy Like full
0: crazy. Like, he still Joker
1: is or... like looking at Murray like
0: stop me or like exactly you know, like, Still looking like, for like,
1: like some sort of help like, and like help me. Yeah, can you not? Understand I mean, that I'm a real person.
0: I think, I think that scene um, and we can get way more into it. I um, and I don't want to, like, almost ruin the, the kind of what I'm thinking right yeah. now because it just popped into my head. But, um, I mean, Murray was his idol, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially the film ends, in a in a sense, with that moment because we see the the final, like, evolution into the Joker at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we had seen it already, but that was it, like, you know the final kill your idol right 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 right. it's wild like to even think about the idea that like you're destroying something that like you looked up to or your whole entire life yeah and to be invited on the show to be self-aware of why you were invited on the show like what did they expect was going to happen like let's be real here you know yeah and i think he did a really good job at playing this like dance between like you said this person on the edge of like Mental decline like complete mental decline and then all of a sudden like those two people like fully accepting that hey I'm a fuck. I'm, I'm crazy, <laughs> right. right? And then like or trying to be a normal person and just like Continuing to go down, down this path. So somewhere along the way like this Ate this mm-hmm. and it was just like, okay well now this is a new path because he stopped accepting that the path of a normal human being was even within the realm of his reality
1: right and it which is Again, its I don't want to glorify what he did and, and who he became, but... I mean, come on, you felt yourself rooting for him you a you point. for like, sure,
0: You're 100% rooting for
1: you're him. You're for sure rooting for him, but it even goes to like, you, when you think about when you root for yourself, it's the times when you dive m- most into who you think you're supposed to be. And you say things like, fuck what anybody thinks about me. Fuck what any what the rules are, you know. Fuck what they say. I'm this is who I am. Fuck it, mask off, and that I mean, was
0: literally the way when he leaves the
1: train and like the cops are getting the shit kicked right. out of
0: him. He literally looks at the cop and he's like, like and surprise in his face, you know, like like Warner Brothers
1: frog style, right. just like
0: ah ha, ha I got him. You know? Exactly like. Um,
1: yeah, it's look at all the people here accepting me for who I am. Like, actually, that's a free and no, no, feeling. No, well,
0: and not like, even accepting me for who I am, but literally embracing it, everything that I am. Everything that I you am. Know, I, I think that scene um after he gets arrested, right when he, he when he's in the car um and he's looking around, he he's looking around and literally like wow, this is like a complete external reflection of what's going on in my brain right. right now. You know like the scene where he is it on Murray's show and he's like <laughs> it's exactly how I imagined it. Right. In that moment, mm. he knew exactly how it was going to play out for the rest of the way. Like he wasn't just speaking of like this show. Right. He, he was, was speaking of the rest of his exactly life. Exactly. Like, That's this. it. This is my coming it was literally his coming out party. You right. know? He had him introduce him as Joker. And Murray funny the crazy person that he is, went <laughs> along with it. Yeah, come on, Joker. There's these everyone's out there riding in the streets with Joker, but let's call him Joker. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just such a the bravado, the the ego, like, you know.
1: And still exactly at the point where you can even sit, look at someone. You're looking and be at like, mental illness in it, the it, face it, and going, it, ha ha right. ha. It's like at that moment you see he's at this point uh said that he's killed three people at this point literally he he the last dialogue he has before killing Murray is a joke where it's like you still are unaware of what society has done I mean did they not get it when he was like first joke, first joke off rip,
0: knock knock who's there and it's like the son died in an accident and the, you know the mother found her son dead in an accident it's like it's I right. mean, anti humor, haha, cool. If I was reading it like on the internet, right. But it's being said on like a live talk show in the '70s, like or right. whatever, you know, whatever the movie's set completely like. And I should be way more informed right now, but I'm I just don't care for the details. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, it's it's like
1: come on, they instantly man, wild. just they instantly just brush it off. Yeah, like it wasn't like, like,
0: like that wasn't a like that's clearly a sign of a mentally unstable you know, individual. Right, and
1: it's point. just like even when he commits, to, uh, uh, you know, commits to the murders. Um they see it. Murray instantly sees it as this is gonna be good television. Oh, yeah. This is good rating.
0: He he's sitting there admitting it and he's like, Well, why'd you do it? Cause they cause they were shitty people. Right. And let's be real, in that moment, we're sitting there going, Well, they were kicking his fucking ass mercilessly, and yeah. they were gonna leave him there for dead. So yeah, he shot the three motherfuckers, right. you know? And sorry to curse, but you know, it, it's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, yeah, he did it for sure. And then you know, they're literally chastising
1: him. Even when he is fully, like, they fully have the picture right in front of him and still unwilling to step in and ask a question that would be beneficial for him. And and it was so funny how he brings up, you guys care so much about the elite. They didn't even ask him, why did you murder? Like, they didn't ask, why did you
0: murder them when they said why? Never. What they're asking is, well, why did you feel justified in killing three? You know, it comes with this whole loaded backdrop of, like... The media and everything that's been hyped up in the, you know, in the public perception. Right. And instead then, of like, instead of just like, well, well, were you responding to something they did? Mm-hmm. Were they abusing someone else? It's just like, there's no way these three businessmen from Wayne Enterprises on the train at like one in the morning right. could have been doing anything wrong. Did they check their blood? Like, did they see how much what the BAC was? Like, exactly. did they did they check if there was coke in their system? I mean, right. they work for Wayne. They're probably up working
1: long hours. They're, And which is, again, which is actually a cool comparison between The Dark Knight and this one real quick is both these jokers, Joaquin's character mentions when he's talking to Murray, he said, you guys care so much about these three, but if I were dying or on the side of the road, you guys would walk right over me. And even Heath Ledger's character, when he's in the hospital talking to Two-Face, at this point, he says, when when army men die in a war, when da-da-da, no one bats an eye.
0: But if I pick off a couple here and there... Oh, but if I pick off a couple
1: gangsters or criminals...
0: The whole world's up in arms. And it's just like...
1: And it's just as crazy, like, what we accept as a society as we walk past our mentally ill disregarding how they're feeling, what they need. But anyone who's at the top, we fiend over and we... What happened? What's... What's wrong with Heath I mean, Ledger? What's I the mean,
0: Okay, but even that's a form of mental illness. It's a form of obsession, right. you know what I mean? And like we see that even in this, right? Like we don't even realize until later on in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. His love interest is he's actually it's a it's a full-blown hallucination. Right. Like she doesn't exist. Um but he follows her on the subway and he follows her into the city and mm-hmm. they have whole conversations and you know to the point of literal obsession, you know, he's like he almost sees this as an empowering thing. Like, whose apartment did he break into that night? Like, where the fuck did, you know, where did he go? Like, what, what happened there? Um, so, you know, the idea of like being obsessed with any kind of thing that's out of your reach or out of grasp Mm. or, you know, like celebrities don't really exist. Right. Um, you know, I feel like even that can be justified as a form of mental illness. You know, anything that pulls you away from your, your passions, your goals, or, or makes it, so that you're unable to complete these things can be a form of mental illness mm-hmm. and and not to, you know, shit on regular real mental mm-hmm. illness. But like it to that when it gets to that point, it's probably a symptom of something greater. Well,
1: it's, just, it's not even shitting on mental illness. And the funny thing is when I when I'm watching this film, like just like you said, a hop, skip and a jump. Yeah, it's hilarious that we 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 look at somebody and think that we're so removed from that behavior when it's just like we have done. Worse things and justified it in the most insane way. I mean ever look
0: What's the difference between a really 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 fucking Excuse me again a really hammered person at a sporting event and a person with a mental illness just like (laughs) acting up Yeah, like what's the difference? Why is the guy who's drunk at the sporting event socially acceptable? He'll he's probably gonna beat someone up. He's probably gonna get arrested. He's probably gonna go to jail He's fine until he does that right but the person who's like sitting on the train like this like trying really trying their hardest like literally the guys on the on the train twiddling his thumbs and doing this and you think he's weird but he's trying not to go
1: Bleh, right. Bleh, freak bleh, out and
0: freak out on everyone in the train you know and like we chastise that man mm-hmm. who's like really trying to keep it together like with everything he has yeah that's wild it is <laughs> it is
1: absolutely it is absolutely crazy and as much as you know we don't glorify characters like this man you, you got it you feel for Joaquin's character you see the decline they reference the system and how it's broken. I mean, I think well, it, there
0: was like a still at one point in the film and I, I caught it. I, I wrote it down. I don't I don't even really mm. need to look at it, I don't think. But um, there's a still when he's like looking for his jokes, you know, or when he's writing his jokes down and, and it, it drops and it's just, it zooms in for a moment and like pans out. It does a little like, mm. um, and it says the worst part about having mental illness is that everyone expects you to act like you don't. Imagine living in a world where even when you want to accept who you really are, you know, I'm sure there's a schizophrenic or two out there who's like, really like, I'm gonna fight this battle. I'm gonna do it. This is who I am. I'm gonna try and live a normal life. Like, you can't even do that.
1: You can't even do that. Because,
0: Because you could be normal for 10 years and you freak out once and get committed to a mental hospital, and it's like, but what if you can control it? What if it never happens again? You know, mm-hmm. But they err on the side of, you make everyone uncomfortable, so we're going to isolate you, which does nothing for mental illness. Right. At- uh, what happens in Joker at the end of it, he gets committed to Arkham, he like sits in Arkham until he breaks out to fight Batman, right. essentially, and terrorize the world, you know?
1: And so- it was just crazy about that, that journal entry, is imagine dealing with with a mental illness and then the burden of what does ever imagine being just coherent enough to understand that you have a mental illness that you need medication and then stepping out into a world where you have to be so silent with everything that haunts you it is very frustrating to think that people in the society deal with that every single day so that we can be comfortable and not enter into a dialogue. So
0: so we can be like consumerists and like Capitalists and just do nothing except, right and what is it
1: for it is strictly for our comfort
0: i mean it's like unless you can like work at a job where you're like hey sir how are you sir thank you sir like you can't function in a, this ant it's not even site it's an ant colony at this point yeah. like <laughs> right. you know and like we're all little worker ants like hoisting up like the crazy queen ass and, ass all, so and all the other like elite like army like you know all, all the bullshit mm-hmm. it's it's the same structure it's just as long as they can keep us on autopilot they can keep the, that colony just moving.
1: Right and that's mm-hmm. honestly the reason why I don't think anything ever gets done because well until something like this happens and right this this takes it to
0: the extreme the movie the, the, the Joker completely takes it to the extreme with the chaos and like you know literally they tell him like you see what's happening the city's on fire because of you and it's like yeah, yeah it's like it you is. brought
1: that on yourself yeah, it is. And, it, and Joker is like he's like yeah isn't it beautiful and he's just like honestly at that point you better say it's beautiful because it's like everything we took to get to this point where mother nature corrects itself whether our society corrects itself i'm like you better not complain well and so that's what
0: i was going to say as well like i i think i I see eye to eye right like obviously we don't want it to happen with some like crazy person causing chaos but when the societal structures that we're used to start falling Mm -hmm. or if and when they start falling or however they start falling it's not going to look pretty it's not going to be like, no one's just going to like march out and give out power. Like there's not, there's going to be rioting I mean. in the streets, you know, it's going to look like that. And it may not be caused by some madman,
1: but by but a revolutionary that the people actually believe, believe in. in. Exactly. Yeah. And again, it's just like, that's why I, the concept of movies, again, we mentioned Thanos, we will not get into Marvel, but the idea of a person who is level-headed, that wants to restructure a corrupt system. Have to fight a corrupt system. Like we know that 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 is happening as we speak. The people get restless, and again, just like you said, if you think that it's some pretty tr- transition of power, it's it's not going to look like it's, that. I, one, I would love for you to give me a reference. Throughout our history, where that's ever happened.
0: We're doing a great job of positive spoken words.
1: Yeah. Well, again, as the truth, regardless if you like it or not, it is positive. But I'm like, yeah, it, it's like, it I would love for you to give me a reference throughout history where uh, smooth transitions ever happened, where we have ever handled anything without violence. I would love for somebody to give me a reference point. George
0: Bush to Barack Obama, (laughs) smooth transition. Barack continued all of George Bush's stuff. George was in the background the whole time, like right. Hey, what's going on, guys? Right.
1: And again, we we even bring that up, but it's just like all those people are holding up a system that it's It's the same exact thing. It doesn't matter Republican, Democrat, this or that. When the system breaks down, I promise you, the person leading that is not gonna is not gonna affiliate. I mean, with you know, they're, right, they're, left, they're, they're or making, middle,
0: they're they're making direct allegories to the state of affairs right now in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, it's such a divisive culture out there. There's yeah, right everything's so split. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, to the point where like, I mean, the Joker almost seems like a hero in this movie, right? Yeah. And like, he's the antithesis of what a hero is. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't help feel for the guy. When every time that he gets picked on and he reacts, he gets yelled at. Right. There's, you like, know, no
1: compassion. He,
0: he got the shit kicked out of him by a bunch of little kids. Right. And his boss wouldn't believe him that they, like, smashed the sign on his head. Even though he Even literally though
1: he, combats it with the most logical thing. Like, why, why in I the fuck would I keep do the sign? Why I want sign? going
0: out of business sign? You know? And then, you know, he gets the shit kicked out of him again by these kids. Kills him, you know? We're not saying that's the right thing to do in right. this situation. But... You know, he's a mentally unstable person with a gun in his hand, and they were literally drunk and singing to... Like, they they literally terrorized this guy. Right, like,
1: it literally would be self-defense in any other circumstance if it was a same person. And he's being chastised for it,
0: you know? And he doesn't even view it as that, right? This is where he starts, like, absorbing, like, the Joker's persona and becoming this, like, this flowy person that we kind of, like, Mm -hmm. really start to see... Grow throughout the movie, right? Um, You know, and then we see him again. Like, uh, when was it for me? It it wasn't. It was before he actually even like smothered his mother with the pillow. Mm -hmm. He has this moment after he kills the three, um, the three three guys on the train, the uh, Wayne industry employees, and you know he sprints the hell on out of there, right? Right. Like he needs to find a safe space. He can't go home. He's like covered in blood Mm -hmm. and whatever, and he, you know, he gets this like. Almost looks like a New York City park bathroom, mm-hmm. right you know he he enters this like stage where the nervous laughter is going on right he, he's he's clearly trying to control that, and this almost like crucifixion pose becomes yeah. like his power stance that becomes like all right, no more laughter right. you know like he begins mm-hmm. to literally absorb and kill the old version of uh, the new version of himself and kill the old right. version of himself and you know we get to see that part of the Joker flair with the free-flowing dancing and that his awkward body begins to actually make sense and it almost morphs in a way that mm. like, it doesn't yeah. look quite as awkward anymore. He like stands with Pose, he's not hunched over, he begin his body language changes, you know? And, and then we see that one scene um, after he kills the guy that gave him the gun in, in his apartment, you know, that he's painting his face right before that and there's this almost like, this calm in his eyes that's like even scarier than when he was freaking out and yeah, exactly. laughing maniacally, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: Um, so, yeah, like, you know, the maniacal laughter even changes, right? It goes from being this, like, nervous tick, tick. where he's
1: like, ha, 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 right, right. And he
0: has to, like, let it out to, like, being something where he uses it sarcastically. He right. uses it to tear it Yeah, laps.
1: and I, I want to say that he doesn't even do the nervous tick laughter. No, it's, it, throughout at, the, at some the, point the, it's done. It's, it's completely yeah. done. And, and he laughs several other times. Maybe literally only a couple other times throughout the film, but the laughs are completely controlled and they are a part of who he is now. Of who now. he is
0: now, exactly.
1: And um, no, and ugh, I mean, the movie is just like, that transition is absolutely beautiful. And one other thing I wanted to reference, before completely diving in, I love the reaching out to... Beloved, like, when he confronts um, Thomas
0: Wayne in the bathroom... ...of the theater that he snuck into during a riot because he was a man on a mission. Right. You know, it was like, you know, he literally was just... It was like a puppy dog being like, yo, can you just pet me?
1: I mean, that was... To me, I'm like, it was such a short scene. But the lack of empathy... Displayed by Thomas Wayne and the amount of I mean the dude literally just asked for a hug. L- hug asked for a hug and get the in the face. Literally, literally asked for a hug. I mean, I I'm sorry. I mean, like that was a tough scene. Okay,
0: so he actually just asks him for like genuine basic human emotion. Can you just give me some compassion or empathy, Ooh. dad? Like how many people do you think that scene's gonna oh, trigger? Oh my god. So many people are gonna go home being like
1: why don't you just give me some compassion and empathy, Dad? You know, like for real though. No. It was like I love that because that was the start of it. It was like, can I get some human decency? Can I get some compassion? It was like r- referencing. Can I get the most basic, basic. <laughs> basic things that every person that when you walk just out in the world you deserve deserves? This. To the point of like, man, I could really use love, and he's. Is pouring his soul I mean, and look, unable to speak, speaking of mental illness, me. speaking
0: of mental illness, right? Like he literally, you know, what would cure my mental illness, <laughs>
1: Dad. You know what would really help me out here, Pop?
0: A fucking hug, right? Just a hug would be lovely.
1: And I honestly, like, if we go back, if we went right now, pulled up on our phone, every mass shooting, let's say, of maybe not even adults. But we could go do oh adults, God. but any kid how who's can, under 21 or do 20... you think we're asking someone for love? Uh, and just didn't give it to them. I literally 100%. want to know the statistic. And, on that would I literally be want to know the statistic, and, and it's not just how many times he was bullied at school, not how many times was he beaten at home. No, I, want I want to ask how many. I want to know how many times did he ask, ask for help or for ask help. for love? Yeah, I really want to know because we know life sucks. I bet, I...
0: I bet the number is a lot higher than you
1: than think. you think it is, and, th- and that's the thing because. Because that's the part that we all struggle with. I mean, look at it this way. Let, let's really, like, what
0: 12 to 16-year-old is so unsupervised that they can get their hands on a gun? At that point, like, no matter, right. even if they're asking for help, like, it's clearly falling on deaf ears. Like,
1: exactly. Oh, God. That's that's a huge that's a. Huge it's clearly choice.
0: falling on deaf ears. They, the kid already has a gun in his hand. Like, if right.
1: You already know that. We've we've gone down a spiral that's you ain't die from
0: that. They've already fallen down the staircase at that point. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it's it's funny that you say that, right? Because like he asked for love from the dad, right? Or the dad, however you want to choose to believe it, Go, go go read the comics. Um you know, it's um He goes and he doesn't get that love, he gets punched in the face, and then he goes and he kills his mom. You know, and the response there is he accepts right in that moment that he's not going to get the love from him. So if he's not going to heal this person who is falling down this, like stairwell of psychosis or right. elevator of psychosis or whatever, you know, reference you want to say he just fully accepts the fuck it I'm just gonna be who I am then. and he
1: still even before that he has the the dialogue with right. the guy with at Arkham, Arkham. Yeah. Where he again, I don't know how much he was maybe necessarily asking for help But he was like hinting like but hey, he no, was maybe like, I've
0: done some bad things and I need some
1: help I've done some bad things. I need some help Um They he does a nice little they they killed the where he mm-hmm. references them destroying the program which was there to help him yeah and it's just like even at that point it's like he's even in if he's he, in the mental hospital in the mental hospital the guy's
0: sitting here listening to him going okay so he probably killed these three dudes i don't want any part of this in fact i don't i man i'm just a clerk
1: and what the and what's the other the nicer the other connection is like look what he had to do to find out the truth yeah look what he had to do to find out the truth
0: he had to steal his mom's file from, like, a mental hospital bro. because they wouldn't give it to him even though he's the son. It's like, you know, dude, like...
1: You're, like, all that to find out what his life... I mean, well, bro, and, and it's he, too but, much. But, but,
0: but then here's the obsessive thoughts again, right? Like, that's that's clear. another clear sign of, like I was saying earlier, like, the obsession to that level with anything mm-hmm. is, a ment- is a clear sign of mental illness. Yeah. Why is knowing the truth that important? Like you know right we're all guilty of it how many times someone cheats on you someone does this i want to know why i want to know why why, you want to feel i want to know what you did how you did it where
1: you did it who you did it with it's like where did we even want that pain it
0: happened right so now you're just like piling pain on for no reason like he could have believed the lie and that probably would have helped him hang on to his mental sanity yeah he wanted to read that file so he'd have a reason to kill the old version of himself right it was something that would allow him to go and you know, do what I described previous, like he went, got got the shit kicked out of him by his dad, then went, killed his mom. Right. Now he had justification after reading that file.
1: Justification. And that
0: was like the desperation in grabbing that file from the clerk's mm-hmm. hand, you know, it's like, no, I need to know because I have to be able to justify whatever I'm going to do next. Exactly. You know, and what in that told. moment when he actually did that and then he looks out the window, I think he realized he didn't need to justify anything anymore. Yes. He was just like, boom, it's done. I have no attachment. I have nothing left. Right. You right. Know, and he says it on Murray's show, you know. Why are you telling us this? Why are you telling us this? I mean, Robert De Niro, why are you telling us this? I have nothing left to lose.
1: I have nothing left to lose. And I, again, like, we're maybe coming to the end of this um, conversation. We're going to, I'm going to just talk a little bit of cinematography. I mean, the last scene when he is from the time he's in the dressing room to the last scene in Arkham, but we'll go before that, like basically when he's on top of the car. I mean, I just have, I don't know if I've seen any better acting, better color coordination. I don't even know what the technical term is, but like, I mean the visuals of (laughs) him on set. The
0: the composition. The The
1: composition, composition, I'm like, mine was blown him I'm I mean, gonna. Do, I mean, it was just one of the craziest I mean, thing I've ever seen.
0: To, we we can even take it a step further back when he gets off the train is like really when that scene starts. Yeah. Right. Like when, what we were speaking about earlier when the fuck it mask right. off. Right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you yeah, see yeah. him take the mask off, and there's actually like like the, the blue, like he had like the water, the sweat. Right. Or he maybe he'd been crying because a part of his mental illness at that point. Like when he last, he's secretly yeah. crying. You know, we see him tear a yeah. bunch of times. He was in fear for his life, running. So we see like this dribble and like. When we pull up on him, it, when he's like in the the dressing room, he's he fi- he had fixed, fixed the makeup, makeup. A bit, it, but he didn't completely fix it. He left some of the mark mm-hmm, on that one mm-hmm, side mm-hmm. from being outside. He left some of it. He fixed it enough, right? But he wanted that to be known. Like he want. Look, I mean, look at even your painting yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. That little that little dribble is exactly, exactly what it how was he final. was. Yeah, and this is exactly what he was you know wearing in mean? the final scenes here. So it's.
1: And I mean, it was, I mean, it was a brilliant, and again, Robert De Niro on his three minutes on screen, oh, no. I mean, brilliant. And, like, when
0: he hits it with it, like, alright, kid, we got a couple ground rules though on our show, no this, no that, no this, no and, like, a soldier, yeah, you know, that's when he starts becoming, like, he's playing the role of yeah. the Joker now completely, right? He gave us the flair, he danced his way to the subway, oh. like, he gave us everything that previous Jokers either were too over the top with, right, or just couldn't even touch on yeah like nothing against Heath ledger but again this is where i say like he had the single greatest acting performance for a joker right in those moments but every time he stepped on the scene you didn't think What's gonna happen? You thought, how is he gonna kill someone? Right. What's where is he trying to angle his way towards the mm-hmm, back? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and
1: you know? again, yeah, it's just again like the acting performance. But like when you're looking at Joaquin's, you're like, this is the Joker. This, this is, is the, literally Joker. Literally the Joker. Yeah, yeah. you're you know, like, this is how a person was molded. You, a lot of people laughed that.
0: at me when I said like, this is gonna be the the truer representation and. I told them all I was like you're confusing a great acting
1: performance with a true character versus a character that's been developed yeah. for the last I don't even know how many years last was 40 50 years or whatever has been developed and shout out to the writers, the director. The cinematography was absolutely insane. Oh, I mean, to the point where, like, the cinematography, just going back,
0: like, you can actually see, like, the deterioration of, like, the film. It it even began to look, like, older, in a sense. Right. When he's, like, Mm -hmm. in the scene when he, like, looks out the window, right? Like, it almost is reminiscent when he's being arrested that he's in the car, like, Heath Ledger Mm -hmm. in the car. Except instead of being this free, Mm -hmm. like, psychopath, you know? Right. He's just, like... He's in his own little fucking dream world. He's exactly. Just, he's looking at it like, mm, "This is the chaos, right?" Like he induced pure chaos. He in, he created a war zone, right? He, cre- he created just like a battlefield. A like, battlefield. Like, totally a- different ballgame, right?
1: Which is exactly. He was the he was the one who st- it stemmed all the violence was from right. him.
0: Him. He just he became the representation the of representation. the violence that was exactly.
1: Let's just say our final few pieces on okay. it. Um, For me, the the last thing I'm going to leave this podcast with is Joaquin did an incredible job and I want to stress, you know, mental illness is an issue and it needs to be looked at and taken seriously. And regardless of exactly how we do that, which I don't know exactly how that's done. What I do know is you can treat people with human decency, love, and respect. So I don't want to fucking hear that. That is not. We can't do that on a daily basis.
0: Hey man, holding the door for that person behind you might help not create the next Joker. Right? And
1: we say, but you guys know what we're talking about. It sounds, it, like, a it joke, sounds guys, like a joke, but you guys, you know, what we're talking about when you see somebody that needs that little <sighs> bit of extra interaction. And just to bring it back personally to me, I was working out, I was getting ready to hop on my bike and this guy was riding by on his bike. He looked over at me. He's like, you remind me of my son. You remind me of my son. And he just, you could tell that he was a little bit removed. But I literally had a 20-minute conversation because it felt like he needed it. And he just, you look like his son. like, da-da-da. And he just went on for 20 minutes. And I just was laughing with him doing it because I'm like, you know what? It feels like he needs this. Yeah. at that, And I was just like, it's not that I was holier than that or doing him a favor. The The thing that allowed me to be there for that 20 minutes was like, I've been there before. Yep. I've been there before. Empathy. It, empathy. It's really
0: just empathy. It's like, I don't even have to understand what you're going through. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. People, people want to analyze and sympathize. That does nothing for anyone. It, it really does nothing for anyone. Right. If, if you just show someone presence for a moment and let them ride their emotions out and then ask them what they need, mm-hmm. that's usually a better path towards healing than exactly. like trying to figure it out and then feel for exactly. them.
1: Exactly. And that and that's basically what I, what I take away from this is, is to really... Be aware of mental illness. Let's yeah, continue I, the conversation. I mean, we, we
0: just following up with like mental hustle, uh, mental health awareness month, and all these other yeah. all things. Right, that happen, you know, it's
1: uh, like let's continue that conversation. This movie was incredible. I hope Joaquin wins an Oscar, and I love movies that are placed in times where it makes it even more relevant. If this was done thirty years ago, would I be talking about it maybe in the same way? Probably, probably not. not. Probably not. The fact that it's out well, now Well,
0: because mental illness was so taboo Exactly years You, you, you know If you had hallucinations You were like Well, we gotta put you away We gotta lock you off And, you know, this is set in that kind of time <laughs> period So we see that Right And um, so, yeah, I just love
1: know. it I mean, give us your last few thoughts on it
0: Oh man, I, I don't know um, I guess last few talking points Or last talking point Yeah um, I, I think that playing with perception Is really the best part of the Joker mm. um, I think he shows us that Regardless of right, rightness, wrongness, or indifference, anyone can be viewed as a hero if you show them in the right light. In the right light. You know, so it's not necessarily the story; it's how you tell it. Um, and yeah, I just I feel like right, like if you love Batman, you love the Joker. They're 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 literally you know two right, sides of the same, same point. point. Yeah. Um. The difference is Batman has one rule, right? And the Joker is willing to break that rule. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, yeah, I just don't. I I think playing with perception is is the game there and um, you know our perception is not necessarily always the truth Mm -hmm. and this movie showcases that from both sides. You know, we see it. Robert De Niro doesn't have the right perception. Thomas Wayne doesn't have the right perception. The people don't even have the right perception of the Joker. Right. You know, they've all worked up what he is in their own minds, you know, right as someone Um, who's tackling the elite when exactly. And when like what you're saying, right, they hoist him up as like a king at the end. Right. Like he's on the cop car. They literally remove him from the car, like so loyally. It's like we're watching like a sacrificial scene and then he stands up and does his dance. Mm -hmm. And then we see him in the mental hospital, you know. And so, um, yeah, you know, visions of grandeur are not necessarily the truth all the time. And so these people with mental illness that are constantly dealing with a perception that they they can't even discern.
1: Exactly. Uh, Those
0: are the people that in my mind like need that extra care too. You know, and, and like, even you know, even the guy like that reached out to you that needed the twenty minutes. Right, you know, man, when I see the person freaking out in the corner of the room, that's the person that I'm like, yo man, what's going on? You okay? Exactly. And if the dude tells me, you know, I have mental illness, cool, I don't need to talk to anyone, awesome. But you know, on the off chance that the dude's literally on the verge of a mental breakdown, man, maybe just like someone reached out and going Hey, are you okay? Mm -hmm. That might be enough to just even if it doesn't stop it, maybe
1: it prevents it for another day. Right. Maybe it prevents it long enough till he goes and gets some help. Exactly. And the the, the thing is, you don't want to get somebody. The last scene that we see of the Joker is in Arkham, but he's talking with another psychiatrist and she literally asked him, because he's laughing, and she asked him, would you tell me the joke that you're thinking of? And he goes, you wouldn't get it. Though that is a scary, that is the scariest point. To where you are now willing to interact with somebody, but you have pushed them to the point where they're unwilling or incapable
0: to communicate with you. Well, there's no coming back, you know. Exactly. What what was the other quote? Um, The funny thing about, it's in um, Heath Ledger's movie, right? It's in The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Where he says, you know, I didn't do anything. I just gave him a little push. Madness just like gravity, right? Sometimes all you need is a little push. push. And and once someone gets pushed, in madness terms, there really isn't coming back for the most part. You have the one or two very rare cases. Someone finds like Buddha and and meditates their way back into sanity, you know. But But
1: once it's past that point, mass shooting. Yeah. And re- rewrite shooting, them off. And, and normally,
0: it's a mass shooting suicide, so we never actually know what and happens. And we and can't and even delve into this person's psyche. We exactly. can't understand them, you know. So we don't even have the opportunity to figure out how to prevent it because we've we've, we've already, we've already so created bad. it. We've yeah. already
1: created it. So uh, this movie was excellent. It was extremely awesome. I know we're probably going to see it again. We're probably going to see it again. Probably going to see I'm, it again. Yeah. There was so much in it that. I have to see it again. Yeah. I, I missed, like, we're talking shit. Like, we saw the whole
0: movie seven times. And you've got to see it, like, three more times. You
1: really do, because it's just, like, you know, there's so much in there that you didn't pick up on that is beneficial for you to know. So I, mean, I just want to watch it again, like,
0: at this point, to remove myself from, like, the idea of the Joker and just watch it as, like, a biopic of someone with mental illness. Exactly. Like, forget, forget the Batman, like, you know, Ethos, right. Pathos, mm-hmm. whatever, the, the whole Batman storyline. And just like delve into this and watch the movie as if it's, you're literally just watching someone. Yeah. Imagine it as like a horror comedy. Right. Imagine it is someone <laughs> who literally is going bad shit insane and you're watching this person just go insane. Mm-hmm. Don't imagine it as him turning into Batman's supervillain right. because Batman is a little kid still. So he actually doesn't exist. The Joker mm-hmm. was a crazy person 30 years before Batman exactly, was a thing. Exactly. So, you know, watch it as like a documentary on mental illness or, really a, or a biopic of mental illness. I and like that. Yeah, I think that's the way that I'm gonna watch it the next time.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. I appreciate you coming to the podcast. Oh, I appreciate I, you I talking it, to the people. Sure. Thank you guys for tuning in and hanging out with us. This has been another episode of Positive Spoken Words. The deeper meaning. Positive spoken words. And yeah, that's so my boy
0: Small time politics, just to get thrown a bone. You ever wonder why the game is so tired? Nowadays, these majors and minor, and even these co-signers all require a co-signer. And they wish that I did in existence. and so did
1: that verse for bus driver. Why well, the fuck you never
0: see me on a Project Blowfly?